Mama, do you want your teen girl to value hard work? Do you wish your teenage daughter had the confidence to believe in herself? And do you want to know how to guide your girl towards complete ownership over her life? I have a guest celebrity, Jesse LeBeau, on with me in today's episode. This is exciting. He shares his answers to these questions as he's journeyed through his own life. He's a youth mentor empowering students across the nation, and I'm so glad to have him on here sharing his wisdom with you, Mama. You're in for a treat. Hey, Mama. Welcome to Raising Her Confidently. Do you want to have open communication with your teen daughter? Do you find yourself constantly thinking about how to talk to your teen or why your girl is not opening up to you? Do you wake up with confident intentions only to feel confused and frustrated when all you get are one-word answers from your daughter again? Hey, I'm Jeannie. I too was a mom raising young teens. I too felt grieved by the loss of my sweet, talkative little girl. I wanted her to come to me about anything, even if she was scared, and listen to my advice. But I kept thinking, she won't listen to me, and I don't know how to approach her until I found tools to create open communication. In this podcast, you will find how to connect and talk to your team and create a safe space for her to go to so that you will have that close relationship you dreamed of. Go grab your glass of Merlot and throw off those fuzzy slippers and let's dig in together. Mama, this is my invitation to you. Join me and talk to your teen girl framework. It's a four-week course that will get you started in creating a space for your teen to feel safe. And you'll learn to respond in a way where your teen girl will feel heard and understood. This is a time where you're building trust so that you can get what you want most from your daughter. And that is to come to you about anything and everything. So head on to talktoyourteengirl.com. Are you ready? Okay, Mama, before I have Jesse on here talking, I am just super excited about him, and let me tell you why. He's one of the top youth motivational speakers in the world and is regularly featured on some of your favorite TV shows, and maybe you've seen him, and movies and media outlet. Didn't I tell you, celebrity? (laughs) He currently stars in the Emmy-nominated new sitcom, This Just In, on Saturday mornings on Pop TV. So go have a watch. Jesse is also the founder of the Attitude is Everything Foundation, and it's helped over 250,000 teenagers improve their mental health through self-esteem building programs. How awesome is that? This year, he's touring the country shooting a new reality series titled The Lobo Show, which will give viewers an inside look into his world. He's inspiring big audiences from the stage with his underdog story, while also helping teens and parents, as parents who are going through difficult things along the way. I'm so excited for you to hear directly from him. Grab a notebook. He has some good nuggets to share, and I'm just so excited for you. I believe you're like our first celebrity. (laughs) Yay! I am so excited to have you on here because, you know, with moms raising tween and teen girls listening right now, I think it's great to have a different perspective, especially a male voice and from somebody that actually, you know, rolls up his sleeves and works with teens one-on-one and speaks to the youth. So you are like in the weeds with us and kind of have a different perspective uh, that us moms don't have. So it's it's so cool to have you on here because I do want to pick your brain. I do want, I, I always talk about mentorship and having a village 
surrounding our girls specifically during the teen years is so vital, right? We can be mom, but we can be that annoying voice that sometimes our girls just don't want to hear. And we need somebody else to help us out. And I love that, Jesse, you are do doing the work of really helping empowering teens and just instilling this type of confidence in them. But before I do that, I want you to introduce yourself to the moms out there. Yeah, so I'm excited to have a new San Diego friend. It's funny, just last week, I was in New Jersey speaking at a leadership conference for the Elks. And I met another speaker who's with the same manager as me. And he and his wife are in Chula Vista. So oh, I feel, I was like, wait, is this, is this his wife? I, I need to, what you, I what? might even know them. <laughs> okay, okay. It's so funny. So I'm like, all signs are telling me I need to go to Chula Vista. And uh, I spent uh, a number of years in, in San Diego, two in high school and uh, four in college and a little after. So I am truly jealous that you are living <laughs> in America's finest city. <laughs> You know, I have to say it's not that bad of here either. <laughs> it's not too bad. I'm trying to get back. Yeah, no, yeah I, I, I think that's the, the best place to be. You got a good thing going on over there all year round. Uh, mm. It's getting a little expensive, but uh, other than that, I think San Diego is the place to be. Yeah, we're deemed the most expensive city in the United States right now. So I, I mean, that. I yeah. know it's crazy. It is yeah. crazy. But when you live here, you kind of don't notice it until you visit other places and you're like, oh, wow, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And I have to ask you, how far away are you from the border? We are about 15 minutes. So super close. Super close. Super close to the border. Like, you know, on a good night, if we're up high enough, we could see all the lights glistening from the mm -hmm. mountains in, in Tijuana. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Not a lot of people get that experience. That's for sure. No, they don't. And it's, it's, it's a unique experience. We're like a melting pot here. So I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to talk with you today as well. I didn't plan on getting involved in any of these things when it comes to working with kids and moms and families. I was just in love with basketball most of my mm -hmm. life. And then I had this point where it kind of pivoted and it went a whole other direction and I get so excited about this, even more so than I think I did with basketball. Mm. I'll tell you this, I, I'm going on maybe like three hours sleep. I woke up at 1.30 last night and I was so excited about some ideas I had with kids and their phones. Uh, and I and I just stayed up. I, I'm thinking hopefully after this, I might take a nap. <laughs> oh, yes, I think you probably would. <laughs> but, I, but I love this. And so I'm excited to talk to you today about all things parenting, moms, teenagers, kids. Let's do it. So exciting. Yes. Um, and I, and you know, when, when you're not expecting a passion that just ends up coming out of your own experiences, it's so exciting. It, like when you're saying that I was up for like most of the night, just having these like downloads of ideas that you just can't like, not like write down. So you don't forget them. That's exciting. And I love that you're, you're in your path, you're in your path and just serving people that way, serving teens that way, serving moms that way, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, let's jump into it. I had a question for you. You know, I was reading your bio and I thought it was super interesting about, um, you said, you know, it, your experiences as a teen and being an underdog um, has taught you the importance of hard work, um, to believe in yourself. And, and I even bolded this, how to take complete ownership of my life. 
Now that's going to be my first question to you is because I know I have moms here lis listening, you know, some of them are raising tweens that are as young as 10, 11. And then we have older teens, maybe in the 18, 19 year old. But one thing I do recognize is that they want their daughters to have the self-confidence and to really take ownership over you know, even the decisions that they make, you know, not to blame other people or become victim. I mean, how did you do that? Yeah, great question. So I have to give my parents a lot of credit. And I think one of the biggest privileges that you can have in the world is to have two parents that stay together through good times, through tough times, and put their kids first. And uh, my parents certainly aren't perfect, just like every other person on this planet, but they certainly did their hardest to give me the best life and to support me in being the person that I have become today. So mm. I think a big part of it was my dad in sports. We would always go and watch who was doing well on the field or on the court, but even more importantly, oh, we got a friend here, but even more <laughs> importantly, um, how did people respond when things didn't go their way? What was their attitude when they struck out or they made a bad throw or lost the game and didn't have the big play? Because anyone can have a good attitude when things are going great, right? And, mm -hmm. and they used to say that about character, right? Like your character is what you do when no one else is watching. And I feel the same way about attitude. And it's, what are you going to do when the ball doesn't bounce your way? Are you going to blame the referee? Are you going to throw your bat? Are you going to get mad at, at the uh, the coach or your teammates? Or are you going to hustle off the field, high five, and be a good team player? So, so many people miss the bigger picture of what sports are meant to be. And sports should teach us how to play the game of life well. And that means being a good teammate working hard, showing up early, staying late, taking 100% responsibility and not blaming other people. And, you know, when you said that, it reminded me of where that, that first idea came from. And it was from, do you know who Jack Canfield is? No, I, no. I bet you'll know his books. They've sold them, which is the Bible, the chicken soup for the soul. Oh yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. They're in like every language all over the world. Yes. Gazillionaire. But he talked about, he had a book called that wasn't chicken soup for the souls. It was called the success principles. Mm. And his big thing was the most important thing is you have to take responsibility. You have to take 100% ownership for everything in your life. And a wise guy once told me, he said, Hey, when things are going awesome and you're kicking butt and you're getting all these accolades, you probably deserve a little bit of credit for that. But when things aren't going well and you're struggling and you're at your low point, you probably deserve a little bit of credit for being in that position as well. And it's not easy. Um, and it's something, especially I see kids struggling with today because there's a lot of attention that you can get from being a victim and from blaming other people. And I heard it put this way um, and I thought it was really interesting. Uh, there can be a person who got maybe uh, a tough growing up with their mom. Maybe their mom was real evil and did bad things to them. And they're 17 years old and they're angry and they're bitter and they're pointing the finger and blaming, right? Understandable. I think all of us could relate and probably would be in that same position if that was us. Now, what about when that same person is 33, 43, 53, 
if they're still going and blaming and making excuses and they can't do anything in their life because of these things that happen, we have a little bit less empathy for that person. And it's difficult because every situation is different. Bad things, of course, happen. But at what point is it okay to move on and and not let that hold you captive any longer? And the answer is somewhere, sometime in between there. There's no really right answer. But all I know is that it's tough going through something difficult for three years. But what's even harder is three years in a day. So whatever you can do to turn that around and whether it's forgiving someone, whether it's forgiving yourself, there's so much power in taking ownership for your life and being like, okay, what now? I want to change this. I'm not happy with the way I look. I'm not happy with my friend group. I'm not happy where I live. I want to go to San Diego. I got to figure it out. And so I think that's something that is really important for young people to start to understand. And it starts with just kind of grasping the concept and recognizing like, oh, this is a situation where I could maybe not be a victim and I could say, okay, that wasn't fair. That's right. But what am I going to do now? I'm going to become something great and not let anything stop me. I love that. I love you. You've put so much wisdom packed in this, like five minutes that we just started talking. It's so I'm good. Feeling it today. I've been up all night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I wrote so much down. I love how you said character, you know, the saying character is what you do when no one's look, watching, but also the attitude attitude is like, what, what do you do when things aren't going your way? Right. That's the cross the crossroads. Like, what do you do when things aren't going your way? You can have a great attitude when things are going your way, but what if it's not going the way you want it? What do you do in that moment? And, and yes, I agree. It's a hundred percent taking responsibility for your life. Right. And I love that analogy of like, yeah, bad things can happen to people. And yes, we can pause and be, you know, scarred by it. Right. And, it's up to us years down the road. Are we still allowing that to dictate our choices, right? Because no, it's no longer about that person dictating your choices like decades later. So my question to you is, you know, not being a victim, listening to moms are like, okay, I get it. It's like, I, I want to help my daughter point. I want to point them to like these situations. Like your dad brought you to sports to help you like, kind of analyze people and how they reacted. Now, some of our girls don't play sports, which is totally fine. What would you recommend for a mom to be able to like pinpoint that? Like, I do want her to change and check her attitude, just even be aware of how she reacts when things don't go her way. Well, what's a tip that you would give her? Well, I don't know if you're going to like this one or not, but you might have the right message as a mom, but you might be the wrong messenger. So yes, definitely impart these things. And there's some conversations that you can have and use real life examples, but sometimes getting an outside mentor who can say the exact same message, but is just a different messenger. I'm so guilty of this in my own life with my parents. Uh, I called my mom, this was a few years ago. And I said, you're not going to believe what this football player told me. He's hosted the Ellen show. He had all these cool things. He won a Super Bowl. So I just thought he was super cool. And he told me, you know, the key to success, Jesse, is you got to work hard and treat people right. Hmm. Oh, that's so good. And my mom's like, hey, dummy, I've told you that a hundred times, <laughs> but 
I didn't want to hear it from my mom, but I was open to hearing it from someone else. So sometimes finding those outside mentors can be a really powerful thing when it comes to attitude or any of those other things. And uh, another way that you can really impart some of these things is point out when you're messing up. So when you have a bad attitude, instead of trying to sweep it under the rug or play it off, use that as an example to be like, hey, look, I just didn't respond well when the order messed up at Starbucks or the car cut us off on the highway and I could have done better. And you know what? I am going to do better and I want to be a better example for you. That's one of the biggest things that I've learned in my time working with parents and working with teens is that talk is cheap. They say, you know, don't, what is it? Do as I say, not as I do Right. work like that. They're watching what you do. They're mirroring it. They're patterning it. And they're always seeing what you're doing. So if you're like, you shouldn't be on your phone at dinner and at night, if they see you on the phone, it doesn't matter. They're looking at you and be like, well, that's what you're doing. Why wouldn't I do this? So right. walking that walk, I think is a, is a real, real big one. Amen. There's this first that I like, and it's actually a first that I tell myself before I like okay. point something out on my kids. Cause it's like the biggest thing it's, it's before I point out the speck in your eye, I need to pull out the log out of mine. Yeah. Basically it's like, if I'm going to ask, like kind of talk to you about something that's bugging me about their attitude or whatever it may be, I need to first check myself. Am I doing that myself? And is that setting precedence? Right. So that's such a big one. And I know moms here, they're like, ouch, that hurt. <laughs> Just hearing that. Yes. But it's true. And I think that's the biggest message you can say without even saying a word is checking yourself and even, you know, humbling yourself down and saying, you know, like, yeah, I made a mistake that I shouldn't have done that. You know, I shouldn't have done that. That was my mistake. This is what I should have done better. So I love that you pointed that out. Mm -hmm. It's a superpower. It it really is. And some people see it as a weakness, like, oh no, I feel bad. I should have done better. But mm -hmm. it's like, those are the most powerful things because it's showing that you're human. You have humanity. And that's really where the power lies. Uh, I, I didn't want you to think I was avoiding your question about the sports. Yeah. So if you have a daughter or a son that is sports, isn't their thing, that's totally okay. But here's what I've noticed from, I'll go and speak at about four schools or conferences a month. Um, so I'll speak to thousands of kids every month and I speak to tons and tons of parents. I was speaking to some moms um, before I jumped on here with you. And so I've heard all these different situations and I start to see patterns. And one of the patterns that I've been seeing in the last six months to a year, as I talk to these parents is there's like an epidemic of loneliness. So even mm. though in this world where we have our phones and we're more connected than we've ever been, the feedback that I'm getting from kids in the schools that I go to and the people that I talk to is that they are lonely and they don't feel connected at all. Mm. And so I can relate to this because when I grew up on a little island in Alaska and took a boat to school, I felt isolated and I felt lonely and I felt like I couldn't go and accomplish these things that I wanted to do with my life. And, and for me, that was basketball. And so what I did was I made the decision to team up. And for me, that was through sports and through basketball. And I found 
my tribe. I found my community of people that I could do life with, that when things were going great, we celebrate together. And when one of us is having a hard time, we're there for each other because that's what life really comes down to is the quality of your relationships. Mm. It completely dictates the quality of your life. So it doesn't have to be a sport. If there's a kid and they're lonely and they're having a hard time connecting socially, that's okay. They're not alone and there is hope. And I would just encourage them and the moms listening to this to help them team up. So find that sport, find that after school program, find that youth group, find that community that they can connect with other kids in real life, not through a screen, not through a phone. We are hardwired in our DNA to be tribal. And when they can find that thing that there's a sense of belonging, it will help them overcome their fears when it comes to social dynamics and navigating what life is all about. And ultimately, that is one of the biggest things that's missing for most kids today and is rolling over into a lot of other problems. But if they can get that awesome friend group that build them up and don't tear them down, it will make all the difference. I love that you brought that up because I, and it's something that we've noticed in, even within our own family dynamic, um, I have three kids, two young adults, and then one that's actually becoming an adult now, our baby, but we've noticed the difference between my husband and I, and how we grew up with our friends and how they're growing up with their friends, how we always wanted to leave the house to be with our friends where we're, we feel like we're trying to kick our, our kids out of the house just to go get relational in person, you know, like technology, of course, you know, there are good and bad about it. Like it's a comfort zone for kids to connect in that way, but at the expense of feeling lonely, right. Of, of lacking the one-on-one person-to-person relationships that are so needed, like you were saying, that we're meant to be tribal. So this is such a huge, I mean, this could even be a topic on its own, but it's such a huge thing for parents because, you know, when you feel lonely and you're trying to raise your daughter who is feeling lonely, it's very hard to connect with her because she's already secluded. You know what I mean? And moms desire that relationship and just want to know what's going on with their girl. But if they're already feeling lonely, they're just like in this hole. So I get that. I love that you encourage, you know, daughters or moms to push them to team up, like go, you know, don't keep them in the house. Go, go make friends. (laughs) Yeah. Try to find that thing that you love to do. Find that thing that's your passion right? And and so many kids, it's hard to figure that out. I think a lot of adults don't find their purpose or find their why. So to expect a kid to do it, it's amazing that your daughter at 13 years old knew this is my thing. I want to go all in on it. And it's pretty amazing what you can accomplish in, in a few short years going from that to where she is now, right? Right. And it's true. But you know, it started with community. She had a community of people surrounding her so you're correct it's whether it's sports or dance or a hobby or even like youth groups that you were saying it's something about having peers to move you along you know what I mean it's it's like uh what's that saying tides you know the tide thing yeah a raising tide lifts all boats all boats there you go raising tide lifts all boats and that's what community is right (laughs) when the tide is up everybody goes up too with it so so important i love that as as a person that took a boat to school every day in alaska (laughs) i know about the tides because 
If you got the wrong tide and you were carrying groceries back to our little island, it was the difference of just walking straight or walking up like a super steep mountain up the ramp. So it was like you tried to time things that you wanted to do when it wasn't uh, a crazy low tide. Low tide. <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about that. That is crazy. <laughs> so much life experiences that shape us, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. It, I think as a kid, a lot of times too, you don't always know that your your life is unique and maybe not um, the standard for everyone else. So for you, it's just normal, you know, like to everyone else, like, oh, that would be pretty crazy being on a little boat, taking a school boat, you know, to get to school every day or get groceries. But when you're in it, you're like, oh no, this is just how life is. But I've, I've learned everything that's been difficult, um, hard times, it, after it's over ends up being the best thing that ever happened to me. And um, you can choose to make it, like we said, with your with your attitude and taking ownership. All right, well, how can I get something good out of this difficult situation? Someone has a health issue. Parents are getting older and dealing with that. Those things, as hard as they are, they really give you that confidence to be like, I can get through anything that life throws at me. And it really does give you a superpower to be able to help other people because you can share like, hey, I've been through it too. Maybe it wasn't exactly the same thing, but this thing that was my Achilles heel and difficult situation made me such a better person. So yeah, my, there's my little TED talk about uh, taking boats to school in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, and um I just, I wanted to say like, this was a great interview because we just like really cut to the chase and gave the three points that we needed to give. I wanted to go back and just this talk about attitude and how moms can help. Well, how moms can guide because you don't necessarily have to be the one in the mess, right? How you can guide your daughter with taking responsibility and ownership over her life. And you've made some really good points. Number one is like, find a mentor for her, right? Don't be the messenger because she's going to shoot you. <laughs> find somebody else that would actually say exactly what you would say, but would receive it in a better light, right? And you know what? That actually also saves your relationship with her. If you're not the one always telling her what she should be doing, then, and somebody else is doing it, it actually saves your relationship. Number two, you also said, um, oh, point out when you make your own mistakes, right? Yeah, that's a great one. Right? Fess it up, fess up, because, you know, if they're watching and I know they're smart enough to know, like, hey, that was something that I know you taught me not to do, but you did it yourself. And if you address it, gosh, how much grace can she give you and you give yourself and she can give herself when she does, right? Easier said than done. Super powerful for sure. Total. No. Oh, believe me. I've apologized many <laughs> times through my teeth with yeah. my kids. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to, but I, I know I should. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then number three, team up. Having community surround you, right? Taking ownership of your life. You know, if you have peers kind of in the same uh, mentality, gosh, how awesome is it to like, Stay in your own lane, own what you own, what you own, but run with people who are like-minded. That's so cool. I love that. So yeah. there you go. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. You know, I have, I bought my phone here right now. It's, it says attitude is everything on the back screen. Mm -hmm. It says attitude is everything on my computer back screen. I got messages in the way, so you can't see it. 
we have a basketball tour bus that the hoop comes down the back and we go, go to schools, play basketball. And it says attitude is everything on the side. So with that being said, you know, who struggles with their attitude? Me. All the time. <laughs> Every day flying on planes, dealing with people. And it's like the best, the best thing that ever happened to me was going and making a living speaking about this because I have to do that thing that we talked about where I have to walk the walk and it's so hard. It's so frustrating. And I struggle at it every single day, but it's a decision. It's a decision that you make. And I think it's one of the most important ones you can, because there's a basketball coach who I love, um, John Wooden. And he has a quote that goes, things work out the best for those who make the best out of how things work out. Mm, I think that sums it up. Life's going to go up and down. There's going to be tough times, but you get to choose how you're going to respond in every situation. You can get bitter or you can get better and you can make the most out of it. And when you take that responsibility, like you talked about, man, you just live a happier, more fulfilled life. Totally, totally, exactly. With confidence, you know, instilling that confidence in yourself, like you can do hard things. So I love that. Okay, before we go, Jesse, how can our moms find you in case they take you up on that first tip about mentorship? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have everything on one page. It's the attitudeadvantage.com slash welcome. So they can join the Facebook group, follow the podcast, um, join our weekly lives that we do with people like you. We're going to have you on there next. And, um, and then if they want to talk to me, they can schedule a call as well. So there's all kinds of resources and things at the attitudeadvantage.com slash welcome. Awesome. Attitudeadvantage.com. And you'll find Jesse LeBeau there. Thank you so much. And it was fun talking to you. Yeah. I'm coming to San Diego to visit whether you like it or get ready. Yes. We'll be waiting for you. All right. (laughs) Thank you for having me. This was so fun. You're welcome. Hey friend, if this podcast inspired you or encouraged you or helped you in any way, I'd love for you to share it. You can screenshot this episode and share it in your stories on social media or text it to a friend who can use the support. It's the best way you can thank me. I want to let other mamas know they are not alone. I'd love to stay connected with you. You can find me on Instagram at Jeannie Baldomero or join my free mom support community at Linktree backslash Jeannie Baldomero. Until next time, live full of grace, Jeannie.